You're listening to the Exeter Vineyard Church podcast. New episodes each week. To watch the full video version of this podcast, head over to our website, www.exe.vin forward slash podcasts. We got our dog almost seven years ago, and although of all the family I was the least keen, least bothered, somehow I'm the one who feels the most guilty and most responsible about basically having a creature under some sort of house arrest. So I end up doing 99% of the walks. Now, the thing is, I just find walking around the streets near our house so boring. It's so familiar and you know uninspiring so I'm always wanting to find out new places to take the dog for a walk and I don't know if you've ever noticed the one magazine the free magazine that comes out every month uh, through your letterbox and they often have a walk in there so today I've got this uh, walk I'm going to try at I don't know if it's Idiford or Eadford Common uh, circular walk so I've come up here to try it out looking at the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Today we're thinking about chapter one, and chapter one is all about movement. At the start, Elimelech and his wife Naomi and their two sons move from Bethlehem to Moab, and then 10 years later, Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, move back from Moab to Bethlehem. And so today I want to think about movement. I want to think about this act of moving from one place to another, why people do it, and the risks involved and why people might choose not to do it. And both these journeys in Ruth 1 are initiated by death. The first journey is because there's a severe famine and drought in the land. And the second journey is because Naomi has lost her husband and her sons. And so Naomi and Ruth are widows. And the movement is away from death, away from a place of death, towards a place where they have heard that there will be life. And so these journeys are kind of a pilgrimage of sorts towards life. But there is a risk there. There's no 24 hour news. They don't know what they're gonna find at the end of their journey, but they're making this movement because they think the risk to find life is worth it. And so this is my tenuous link. The tedious mundane walking around my neighborhood, the streets around my house, is so boring it has become, I mean, I know this sounds a bit melodramatic, it has become death to me. It's just, you know, boring and tedious and uninspiring. 
And so I heard a rumour from one magazine that there is this place with great views and lovely open spaces. And so I've come here hoping I will find some inspiring, life-giving sustenance. And here I am, and actually, it is a pretty good view. So today, thinking about this chapter in Ruth, I want us to take this chapter and the idea of movement as a metaphor for our lives, and especially our lives with God. What place are we in? Is it a place of life and sustenance and inspiration, or is it a place of death? Is it mundane, tedious, over-familiar, complacent? You see, Naomi and Ruth and Elimelech, what they did is they identified the place that they were was a place of death and then they took the risk to move somewhere to find life. And I think it is the same for us. Are we going to identify that there is something better that could be and are we going to take the risk to try that out? The Bible's really clear that life comes from Jesus. Jesus himself says, I have come so that you can have life and have it in all abundance. And in 1 John 5, 11 and 12, it says this, God has given us eternal life and this is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. So the movement we're talking about, the metaphorical movement we're talking about is moving towards Jesus. That is where we'll find life. And that is the essence of discipleship. Discipleship is to follow Jesus, to find out what is that next step that leads us to where he is going, to where we will find him. It's not always a step to a place of comfort or ease, but it is a step towards a place of life. So I want us to think today about this metaphorical movement towards Jesus and what it might mean for us. I want us to do a little bit of a review of our life. Now, I'm not talking about an existential life audit about where you live, the job you do, the people you spend time with. I'm talking more about just like in our normal everyday life. How much do we do that gives us Jesus's life? And how much do we do that actually is a bit stale and dry and tedious? So one way to think about this is to refresh something. So maybe you have a discipline or routine, which is a fantastic thing to do, but maybe the thing you're doing feels a bit stale, a bit over familiar. So maybe you want to try changing. Instead of reading that devotional every morning, why don't you start reading through the Gospels? Instead of working through that list of prayer requests, why don't you meditate on the names of God or the questions that Jesus asked? Anything that will just freshen it up and change things. But one of the most fruitful ways, I think, of finding life in Jesus is doing things that help us realise that God is involved in our normal everyday life. And so finding ways to involve God in parts of our life that we usually just do on our own, in our own strength, on autopilot. For a long time, what I found really helpful was leaving the passenger seat of the car empty, not putting my bag or stuff on there, so that as I drove around on errands or to the shop, I reminding myself that Jesus was with me. But maybe it's sticking something on your computer monitor 
or on the mirror to remind you in a normal part of your life that God is with you. Maybe instead of by default turning the radio on to talk sport or radio 4, you put worship music on instead. Or perhaps it's learning to involve God in an activity that you enjoy but never really thought of as a spiritual activity. So let me give an example as this dangerous trend seems to be spreading across Vineyard. Maybe you're into knitting. Is there a way that knitting can become a spiritual practice? Can you start by praying and centering yourself around God? Can you try and be aware of God's presence as you knit? Can you talk to God about what you're doing? And can you uh, express gratitude for the enjoyment that you find in doing knitting? And it isn't always going to be knitting, but these things that we just do, can we discover that God has life for us in the midst of those things. So the question is then, how do we hear about the life that Jesus might have for us? Naomi and Ruth, they heard a rumor that there was life at the end of this long journey. I heard a rumor in one magazine that there was this place that had a nice view. How do we hear from Jesus about places that we can discover his life? Well, one thing we're trying to do in Exeter Vineyard is set ourselves up to help that to happen. So hubs are fantastic. Instead of sitting and listening to one person, you have a conversation with a number of people about things. So if you're watching this in hub, maybe a fantastic thing to do at the end is ask each other, where are the places you are or have found life from Jesus? And then just steal someone's idea. Just think, I think that would work for me. They enjoy doing that and it gives them a sense of life sustenance and inspiration. I'm going to try it out. Or discipleship groups, these are literally set up for this process to be asking God, what is the next step you have for me? To use the Bible and to talk to others and to be encouraged by others to take those steps to discover the life Jesus has for us. God wants to use community. This is his way that we are in community with one another to discover the life that Jesus has for us. So I really want to encourage us just to think, to stop and think, what's going on in my life? How much am I just existing? And how might I discover the life that Jesus has for me? And so let me pray now. Father, we want to discover your life. And so we ask that you'd help us to work out what is a step we can take towards you, towards your life. Help us identify where things have got stale and dry and help us move towards you, the source of life-giving water to refresh our souls and overflow from our lives into the world around us. In Jesus' name, Amen. I just want to turn around because it feels a bit, but that is really muddy down there. I know you don't need this sort of commentary, right? This might feel weird because of the lights completely swapped, but I don't know what can I do? Can't move the sun.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about Exeter Vineyard Church, head over to our website, www.exe.vin.